A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This episode is sponsored by Try Vegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out of New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, tryveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Monday Motivation. Today is motivation to pay attention to your gut and gut feelings and gut brain connection. There is a lot of gut brain science that has been coming out and it's relatively new research. I became interested in it only because of my wonderful, wonderful integrative doctor. Last year, about a year and a half ago, my daughter was experiencing some bloating and just some low energy. And I didn't know what to think of it. And we got her tested for having mono. And sure enough, she had a marker for mono, but it wasn't an acute stage. But then my integrative doctor said, hey, you need to get her gut tested because the gut is responsible for so many of the feelings, whether it's literally in the digestive process or even in the brain, for feeling clear and not anxious and having energy. So she got tested. And the way you get tested is you do a poop. You have to poop in a little container and you send it off and they look at your, they look at the bacteria in there and remnants from your gut biome that will tell you a lot about, you know, what is going on inside. And what she found, and I got it done too, because I was curious, because I'm always curious about those type things, is sure enough, um, we both tested positive for what's called H. pylori, which is a bacteria 
that is not good. So we have good bacteria and not good bacteria. And this H. pylori, over time, the, one of the main reasons it's not good is it really destroys a lot of the good bacteria in your gut. And then you have this incredible imbalance. So one of the bacteria that had, was really low for my daughter was one that is responsible for promoting a sequence of events that leads to the development of serotonin in, in your brain, in your nervous system, which is responsible for making you feel good. The other thing is she, the one that was responsible for kind of breaking up um, food better so that there's not that residual gassy feeling was, was so negligible, it wasn't really coming up. So we went on to this H. pylori protocol. I did not have the symptoms she had. I did have it. It's a very common and contagious bacteria. So she could pass it to us if I shared water or food with her, which I'm sure I've done. It's more common in second and third world countries, apparently. So if you've done any traveling, but it can be it can also be here in, in the United States. So you, if you have any of the symptoms where you don't feel like you're digesting stuff, you're feeling stressed, you, it's, it's important to get your gut checked, the microbiome. There's probably going to be stuff there that will, will be revealed. So first of all, I've done research on it. I'm going to share some of it with you. But I always want to say, disclaimer, I am not a gut-brain specialist. I'm only sharing the information I've learned from my doctor and from the research that I've done, and it is fascinating. So that feeling that we've all gotten where it's like that gut-wrenching feeling in our pit of our stomach, we, we know that our gut is so sensitive that it is responsible for or connected to the emotions that we have, anxiety. When we feel sad, we feel it in our gut. We can't eat. When we feel joy, we feel the butterflies. Like all of that we know to be true. And now the science is really proving um, that there is this very vital and important gut-brain connection where the brain is reacting to signals from our gut and that it's really a two-way communication. So this should encourage us all to really pay attention to what we're eating because, of course, what we're eating is being digested in the gut and that that can have a huge impact on the health of our brain. So what is the gut? The gut is inc includes every organ involved in digesting food and processing it into waste. And inside the gut, the lining of the gut is often known as the second brain. So remember that. We have a first our primary brain in our skull, and we have the second brain. And that's the one that's communicating to that primary brain about these feelings we're having, these experiences that we're having. So inside the gut um, lining, and there is a gut microbiome, which is really the environment that's inside there for a healthy gut. And there's bacteria there, there's viruses, there's fungi, there's all these microscopic things that are referred to as microorganisms or microbes, you know, for short. So the gut microbiome includes all of those trillions of these microbes are in, inside our intestines. And, and in that's most of the microbes in our intestines are found in the large intestine, the area of the large intestine called the cecum. And that is, the, that is what we refer to as the gut biome. So bacteria is the most studied part of the microbes living inside us. And that's the part that we were studying when Olivia and I did that, that 
our little test, they were looking at the bacteria, the good versus the the not so good ones. And what's really fascinating, I'm sure you might've heard this before, there are more bacterial cells in our body than actual other human cells. So we have roughly 40 trillion bacterial cells in the body and only 30 trillion human cells. So that's in a way we're made up more bacteria. So bacteria gets a really bad rap, but we need the good bacteria because it's so responsible for the digestion, the elimination, and the feelings, the feeling good stuff that we want. Now, there's about a thousand different species of bacteria in the human gut biome, and they all play different things. So I was referring to a few that we were noticing that were low on Olivia. One was responsible for the breaking down of the food. So she was having that extra bloating. One was responsible for the pathways to the conversion or the production of serotonin in the gut. And we start our developing our gut biome when we pass through the, the mother's birth canal. That's where new evidence is showing that babies come into contact with some of the microbes inside the womb. And that gut microbiome begins to develop and diversify. And so if you think about what kids eat, and this could be a whole other podcast, but really they're developing their microbiome from the time they come out of the birth canal onwards. And that once they're able to digest the food, that's one reason they can't digest a lot of food at first is A, they don't have teeth to chew it, but there's they're also simultaneously developing the um, microbiome to be able to digest the food well and not have, you know, different, like lots of gas or instances where the digestion feels terrible for them. The more diverse food you eat, right, so you're going to develop more diverse gut bacteria. and But that isn't necessarily like meaning diverse, like, you know, every, like when you think of weird foods. This is really a big plea to give your kids vegetables and fruit. You know, don't just give them um, chicken nuggets. And I'm not saying you're doing that, but those are the easy things. And once they develop the taste for that, it's hard to go. But once they need the fruit, vegetables, they need that to develop some of that good bacteria so that they can break it down and then it's enjoyable to eat. So they're not waiting until later in life and then it doesn't feel as great. I mean, you always have the ability to develop these things, but Think about like as you're developing your brain, as you're developing your musculoskeletal system and function, you're also developing your gut biome. So we really want um, that a strong, to be strong. So how is the gut connected to the brain? This is a new, newer research finding, and it's called the gut-brain axis, this communication between the gut and brain. So the digestive system like we have our central nervous system, we have our parasympathetic nervous system and sympathetic nervous system. The digestion system has its own nervous system and it's called the enteric nervous system. And it has a hundred million nerve endings and it controls digestion independently without our conscious awareness. So that's why we can eat, go about our day and do other things because this part of our nervous system, the second brain, the enteric nervous system is helping out with that digestion. It is pretty large, right? It has two thin layers, then it lines the gastrointestinal tract from the esophagus to the rectum. So its main role is to control digestion from the process of swallowing 
to the release of enzymes that break down the food, to the control of the blood flow that helps with nutrient absorption, to the elimination. So this gut brain is connected to our bigger, our big brain, our primary brain, via all these different nerve pathways. And the two nervous systems, you know, the central nervous system, the somatic nervous system, the central nervous system, and the enteric share many of the same neurotransmitters. And they do that to facilitate a communication between the two. And this is the fact that I did not know about until my doctor had said. Around, they're thinking around 95% of serotonin is found in the gut. And that's huge because serotonin, again, is part of the, one of those neurotransmitters that makes you feel good, happy. We're no, it's known as like the happy hormone. So it is primary developed in the gut. Now, physically, we also have the vagus nerve, which controls the gut. And it also runs from the brain through the, to the gut and passes a variety of, you know, the organs, the heart, the lungs. So it is a direct connection to the brain, the vagus nerve from gut to brain. The chemical message that I am mentioning earlier pass between the gut and the brain. And this is like what I found out with Olivia, can be affected by the bacteria, viruses, and fungi that live in the gut. They can be beneficial and har harmless, but they can also be harmful. So that balance of the gut biome influences the development and the messaging of these neurotransmitters. So we need to know, like, how, what do we do with that? Like, how do we make the brain-gut connection better. So these two brains are talking to each other, kind of like as in therapy, right? That they're actually helping us feel better, not only in our digestion, but feel better in our mental health, feel better in our emotional health. It is imperative that we really understand this because they have done research now and shown that people who have um, disruptions in this communication are more likely to have irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, decreased vagal tone. So their vagal nerve isn't working as well. And this is really highly connected to stress and anxiety, being triggered for stress and anxiety when randomly, right? Because that communication, this bi-directional nervous path communication is, is not finely, finely tuned or is kind of messed up because of some of the imbalance in the microbiome. And the evidence that the research has shown there's a strong relationship between having mental health problems and having gastrointestinal symptoms, like indigestion, acid reflux, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, heartburn. Having anxiety and depression can change the gut biome because of what happens in the body when it has a stress response. And then conversely, because it is a two-way street, the gut biome could have an impact on anxiety and depression. Research in animals has shown that changes in the gut microbiome and inflammation in the gut can affect the brain and cause symptoms that look like Parkinson's disease, autism, anxiety, and depression. So this is fascinating. More research needs to be done. I mean, this is, and what's interesting is a lot of the Western medicine is not addressing this. What do we do? You have a stomach ache, let's give you you know, some medicine for that, you antacid. And it's like not going deeper into it. That's why I'm 
eternally grateful for my um, integrative doctor, and I can't speak highly enough about getting somebody who's looking at the whole body. You know, I've had um, specialists on my on the Friday podcast who talk about the importance of looking at the global system, not just, a, you know, you have something wrong in your stomach with digestion, here's something to help with that. It's like, well, why is that there? Let's find out why. Let's do some research into that. Let's look at the gut biome and see if it's healthy. And, you know, if you're not feeling great, it's not to say, hey, if you get your gut biome, all is going to be well. But to know that 95% of the neurotransmitter serotonin is developed in your gut and the serotonin contributes to feelings of happiness and it helps you regulate and, and control like your body clock, like when to sleep, when you want to be awake, like the feelings we have of, of being alive and vital it would behoove us to really look further, to look at everything. Like that's what I that's what I always encourage is don't just look in a linear way, look at the entire ecosystem that can be affected. Because if, again, we know that these neurotransmitters that are producing gut cells are a, a large proportion of serotonin is produced there. And so if if we don't like pay attention to that, we might be missing a big pathway to ha- better happiness, better, you know, clarity. All right. So another thing, I think I'm getting off my pulpit, but I was so impacted by this. And and again, it's it's not that hard. And I'm not going to give you the prescription for what to do with it. There's a lot of information out there on how you can improve your gut health. I think you should see a specialist for that. I can talk about what I have done in particular. I did not have any of the symptoms Olivia had, but I did have H. pylori. So I did the H. pylori protocol. There is no over-the-counter medicine with it. Masticum is the main thing along with uh, oregano and some other things. And, you know, we then tested um, negative for H. pylori after we did it. So that was all good. But the gut-brain axis is also connected to the immune system. So I was speaking a little bit about that animal research where if your immune system is switched on for too long, it can lead to inflammation. And this is associated with some brain disorders like depression and like Alzheimer's, possibly even Parkinson's. So these are not, you know, it's like they make, these are correlations, but they're not necessarily the only reason, but it's just really important to know that if your immune system connected to your gut is turned on, is switched on all the time, you, it leads you into inflammation. And that inflammation has its own maleffects. There are inflammatory toxins that are made by certain bacteria and that causes more inflammation. And then that can cause, you know, that's when you can get like leaky gut syndrome and things like that because you have this inf- inflammatory condition in the gut. So people go into, and this is where you want to talk to a doctor about you know, feeding the good bacteria and making them grow and live well and thrive. So there are prebiotic foods. They tend to be high in fiber and they work best when they're raw. They're also prebiotic supplements that I've taken. It's basically like taking fiber and water. (laughs) Think Metamucil, um, but it contains some of these prebiotics in there. But some of the foods that are known to be prebiotic are these then they're best when they're raw, asparagus and bananas, garlic, onions, and jicama. 
And you can steam them lightly, and it's it's supposed to maintain some of their prebiotic um, benefits. Also, if you've ever heard the saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, well, apples and berries are also known to be good prebiotic choices. So probiotics is a different way. These are like the after, these are the kind of helping with digestion. So foods like yogurt, the label should say live or active cultures. Of course, as a vegan, I wouldn't recommend cow yogurt. There's lots of non-dairy yogurt out there that has the probiotics in there that are added in there, added in the cultures. There's also sauerkraut and kimchi, which I try and have sauerkraut or pickles at least once a day to get that fermentation. So fermented food is going to have that, the probiotics. Tempeh, for instance, is a um, fermented food and is considered a good example of a probiotic. Apple cider vinegar, also a source of probiotics. You can also get probiotic supplements. So that, that can help to grow the good bacteria. But again, I would really refer to a specialist in this to give you the ones because there are ones that are better than than not. The ones that I have, I don't have with me right now, but I can tell you they do need to be refrigerated to keep that what's called the billions of um, colony forming units, SFUs, to keep that alive and well. So I would talk to a doctor and or talk to a friend who might be um, having them and, and see what they're using and see if it's helped them. So these probiotics have been shown to increase the productivity of um, GABA, which is helping to reduce anxiety and depression because the GABA is one is on the pathway to develop the serotonin. You can also find probiotics in omega-3 fats and in high fiber foods in general. In general, again, I'm not a nutritionist, but this is from my own background. I did, um, I am a certified natural food chef and I have done a lot of research on my own because I want my gut health to be great, is to eat a diverse range of food. And it is said in a lot of the research that I showed that a plant-based diet is so good for that because there are you're getting your legumes, your beans, your fruit, your lots of fiber. Fiber, fiber is so important for growing and promoting the growth of the um, a lot of the health, healthy bacteria in there. Fermented foods, like I mentioned, you know, limiting any kind of artificial sweeteners, things like that aspartame, I can't even remember how to pronounce it, but that was like in Diet Coke and all that stuff. It's in other things too. But it has been shown that it stimulates the growth of unhealthy bacteria. So, you know, there is an impact of like having fake sugar. And, you know, eating whole grains, if you do eat whole grains, of course, a plant-based diet, there's so many good reasons for that. But more than anything, do your research and get inquisitive about how your gut and your brain are connected and how you can make that connection happier because we can do it by paying attention to what we eat, how we eat, right? We don't want to rush through things because a lot of our digestion starts by chewing. And we want to set our gut up for like a good capacity to digest or good capability to digest by starting the digestion up in our mouth. And so chew your food. And I hope this um, inspired you to go get your gut health checked out. Um, there, there are things online. Like I said, there, the one I did was, you know, you poop in a little container. It's all very, very clean. I'll tell you, you know, like the first time you hear it, you're like, oh my gosh, but it's super clean. And um, they just take a little swab of it and, and then you send it to this lab and they give you the results. You can do all that on your own. Having the results read to you by a doctor is important. So some of those labs that you can do this 
with they have um, their own physicians and you can have a, you know, a phone call with them and they can explain what the results mean. My doctor did that for me and that was really helpful. And then we could, you know, especially with the H. pylori, do the H. pylori cleanse. And then I could just go about eating my regular diet, which is I try to be as whole foods based as possible, meaning not a lot of processed foods, although I love my popcorn and, you know, just eating lots of good fiber, drinking as much water as possible, which is another thing I need to work on. And I do take, you know, supplements and I do, when I'm thinking about it, try and take uh, my probiotics that are in the refrigerator and, but I forget about them a lot. So I try, I'm working on that. So let me know if you have any questions, comments. I hope this inspired you again. Take care of that gut and take care of your brain by taking care of your gut. As always, I'm pulling for you.